0: Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Connor, and I'm one of the pastors here. I'm so happy to be with all of you today, and for those of you worshiping with us online, welcome. You're just as much a part of this, too. I'm so thankful that we have this room, this building to gather and worship in. I'm super thankful for these these really, really soft chairs we have. Y'all, these chairs are where... Can I get an amen to that? Amen. Let's go. There are some worst chairs out there in worship spaces, for sure, some of y'all know, um, but I'm thankful for the ones that we have, and I'm grateful for God bringing each of you here and all the ways that we've been blessed as a church so that we can do this thing Sunday morning. Lent is starting this week, and Lent, that's a church word for the 40 days leading up to Easter, and if you don't know what Easter is, then boys, stick around, we got a story to tell you, um, but Lent, it's... It's an intentional time for us to really focus and set aside time, and to eliminate barriers to be with God, and I think to do one thing in particular. And it's that one thing that is a word we have for all of us today, and it's found in our scripture reading. We'll be reading out of the Gospel of Mark, chapter nine, verses two through nine today, if you didn't uh, bring a hard copy Bible, but you would like one, we have some in the back right over here on the edge of the sound booth. There are also some really great Bible apps you can use. Someone corrected me a couple weeks ago that what was version back in the day is just called the Bible app now. So who would have thought, uh, and a mental note made. And the words will also appear on the screen, but here is Mark chapter nine, verses two through nine. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. And as they were coming down the mountain, he charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. Imagine you're there. Imagine if you're one of these three, Peter, James, or John. And you think about how you've been following this guy named Jesus for a while now. This person who you don't fully get. And if we go off specifically Mark's gospel, you would have seen this man who shows up one day and he calls you to drop everything and follow him. And so you do it, but you don't really know who the guy is. And this man named Jesus of Nazareth, you see him do all these things that you can't explain either. He heals a paralytic so that he can walk. You've seen him Cast out demons that had possessed and afflicted people's bodies and minds. If you've been following along in our Walking with Jesus Devos, we've mainly been in Mark. A lot of demons getting chased away in that gospel, a lot of people being freed from them. It's kind of the demon ish gospel. I don't know if that's an appropriate thing to say, but that's the vibe you get. Oh, and the demons, they know this guy. They know who Jesus is. The world does not, but they do. And if you're a disciple, You would have seen this man calm a storm, restore life to a girl, heal the body of a woman, make food appear out of nowhere, give voice to the mute, hearing to the deaf, and you would have heard him speak words. Words like, repent, turn, change directions. God has come and you can be forgiven. The kingdom of God is here and you can change for the better. And you had never heard that before or believed it. And so you're seeing all these things happen before your eyes over the past weeks, months, years, and the passage right before the one we read, Jesus is gathered and he's teaching in front of a crowd and the disciples, and he asks them, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he asks them, what does it profit? for someone to gain the whole world, but to lose their soul. The only way you can save your life is to actually lose it, which is backwards. And so contemplating all these things, a close group of Jesus' disciples, they accompany him to the top of a mountain, Peter and the brothers James and John. They follow Jesus to the secluded place. And when they reach the top, suddenly the word we're given is that Jesus was transfigured before them, which I get is a word that we never really use today for anything. And really the Bible only uses this Greek word, metamorphao, only one other time. So even scripture does not use this word that often. But it means to to completely transform into another form. Okay, not just changing a little bit, but changing a lot. Imagine a a holier or more important version of a Pokemon, like Charmander, evolving into a Charmeleon. That's right. Yeah, some of you know. If you can't relate to that, imagine a Chia pet, okay? And before you water it, just instantaneously that, that Bob Ross Chia pet that you bought on Amazon, it all of a sudden has a full head of Bob Ross hair, okay? Now, I'm not saying that Jesus is a Chia Pet or a Pokemon. That's not what the sermon's about. What I'm getting at is that the disciples, these guys, Peter, James, and John, they're seeing their teacher evolve into someone so different than the guy they're used to seeing. Okay? And then, all of a sudden, appears Moses and Elijah, and they just begin talking with Jesus. These guys who have been dead for a long time just pop up out of nowhere. And as if this scene couldn't get any more wild for the disciples, a cloud appears. And it covers the mountaintop, okay? And a voice comes from the cloud. This is the second time in Mark's gospel that a voice is going to come from the clouds, but the first time that someone not named Jesus is going to hear what's coming from the cloud, okay? And I wonder what the disciples thought would happen. God spoke the law to Moses on a mountain. God displayed miraculous power before Elijah and the Israelites, also on a mountain. What super profound, awe-inspiring thing would the disciples hear or witness on this mountain. And the climactic moment of the story happens when the voice says to Peter, James, and John, this is my son. Listen to him. That's it. And then the scene just shifts. Suddenly, the disciples, they don't see anyone else, they just see Jesus. He's not glowing, and he gives them his classic "Tell no one what you saw." I love that Jesus does that in like every story. And they head down the mountain thinking about these words. "This is my son. Listen." Him. It sounds like a simple thing to ask of someone to listen. Just listen. But if you're like me and you have a really hard time listening, you'll know that all that's involved with listening, it's not really that straightforward of a process. You see, listening is never about just Hearing. A couple years back, the University of Saskatchewan did a study on listening. And if you're asking why I used them as a source, simple. The name is Saskatchewan. So I figured I would just see what the Canadians know and then report back to you all with what I learned. But the article said that when you break it down, listening is a multi-step process which involves receiving, just hearing the words spoken in your ears. Understanding, having a grasp on the meaning and content of what's being spoken to you, evaluating, forming an opinion about all of it, and then responding. Demonstrating your comprehension, showing that you did understand by speaking words back the conversation, or showing through actions that you're responding to what you heard. And then there's a fifth and final stage of listening. Retaining, remembering what you've heard, and continuing to demonstrate your comprehension, continuing to respond. You all probably don't need me to tell you this. The article lays it out with intricate data. But we don't retain well, especially we don't retain well after a while, be it big stuff or small stuff. And that's kind of the kicker really. Most of the things we listen to, we don't follow through on. We try, but we don't keep responding. We can forget, we can get distracted, we try and we give up, or we do try, hoping to get something out of it, and it's not what we're hoping for, so we just quit responding. And listening would be difficult enough with all of those steps that I just talked about, but also just Look at all the things out there, all the people who are trying to get your attention, who want you to listen to them. They want you to turn your ears and your eyes towards them so you can hear the voices in the world. I'm talking about celebrities. I don't know if life coach, if that's still like a relevant term we call these days, but podcasters, journalists, media personalities, musicians, all of that, people trying to grab our attention so that we hear them. And I don't know if it's factually correct to say that there are more voices now than ever before, but there's for sure the most mediums that we can use to turn our attention. we got phones, TVs, the radio, iPads, all of that, the internet, and I'm not judging because I'm also super big into podcasts, audiobooks, talk shows, music, all that. I don't think it's wrong, per se, to listen to good stuff out there, but it's probably not a good thing that the only Christian podcast on my Spotify rap was number five, and so probably not a good thing. I'm sure none of y'all can relate to that. Uh, But I just think that we live in such a unique time when all the world's voices can be put right in front of our faces in an instant. And they want us to listen to them because they say that they have the answers. They say that they can fill the void for our desire for entertainment, for instruction, for advice, or motivation. But then, you know, after a while, we can get bored of an entertaining voice and find a new one to listen to. Or if one of the voices in the world that gave you advice and you put it into practice, what they said, and it didn't turn out the way you wanted to. So you just move on to another voice for advice. I mean, if you've never gotten bad advice that you've acted on, please let me know your secret, because I know that I sure have. Sometimes the information we receive that we listen to, it just proves to not be that worthwhile. Or the gratification that we once had engaging with the spokesperson just fades and goes away. So we find another voice to go to. I like to read, and one of my favorite authors is a Russian guy that lived 200 years ago, which is as boring as that sounds. And the Russian guy's name is an author, his name is Vistevsky. How do you spell that? No one knows. but. He has an awesome testimony about his faith that I don't want to spend too long on, but he was a guy that tried to find life's answers by listening to the world. During his teenage and early adult years, Dostoevsky wanted to find answers for life's questions and what his purpose was. So he listened to the many voices out there. And like a lot of smart people of his day, he listened to voices found in Atheism, communism, existentialism, a lot of isms. And they all told him that if he just listened to them, then he would have greater freedom, meaning, and purpose in his life if he responded to what he heard from all those voices. And it wasn't until after being thrown into prison that Dostoevsky, all of his friends that he made in those circles that he listened to, they all abandoned him And he would later write in his diary, if society taught me how to build a house, the structure would just inevitably collapse in on itself. Such are man's invented answers for the problems of our world. Now, I don't bring up a random Russian dude to show that I'm a nerd. I bring it up because the world has always wanted our attention. The world wants you to listen to it because the world is telling us that it has the answers for your life. But after you've heard those answers and you realize how empty those promises can be and how quickly their benefits can fade, you might be left wondering, who can I listen to that will show me how to live a life that fulfills the deepest desires of my heart, that speaks to my soul and fills the void deep down? Who can I go to where I can find out how to truly live without ignoring or forfeiting my soul? When I would read our passage for today, when I was a teenager, you know, the, the first time I was reading a Bible by myself, not in Sunday school or not in youth group, but just reading the Bible on my own, I always thought it was kind of random that you have Moses and Elijah appear here. I mean, I get it. You have two really important people for the faith that you see in the Old Testament, so why not? But also, why these two guys? Because you have other important people, like Abraham, Jacob, David, Ruth, Esther, others. But the more I've gotten to know God, and as I've tried to develop a small understanding for Scripture, I see two guys who at some point in their life listened. And they didn't have to. Moses could have lived a cushy life as a prince of Egypt, prosperous by the world standards, but he listened to God and was led to a greater purpose of leading God's people, even though it cost him a lot. We don't know much about Elijah's early life. He kind of just appears out of nowhere. But we do know that he heard the words God spoke to him. And he spoke them back to Israel's corrupt rulers, even though it was really dangerous for him. And both of these guys lived a life that was counter to the answers of the world, not because it was easy, not because they were forced to, but because they listened. And so the words from God that Moses heard, the law. And the words of justice and righteousness that Elijah heard and proclaimed and all of the wisdom and goodness found in the Old Testament, they're now meeting with two guys that responded to them and being found in the person of Jesus. It's a really cool image. And I can't help but wonder if when the three disciples saw these two men, who by the world standards they lost their lives. They foolishly gave up everything, but now they're standing alongside Jesus. I wonder if Peter, James, and John thought back to what Jesus said about saving our lives by losing them. Moses and Elijah, because they listened to God's voice, yes, they lost the life they had in the world, but they found a greater life unto God. They lost all the fake answers that the world offered them, and they found greater answers and a greater freedom, hope, and a purpose with God. And so they followed in the footsteps of Christ, alongside Jesus, the one who perfectly listened to the words of his Father and responded to them. And so now Moses and Elijah, they're just hanging out with Jesus because they share in that glory and that new life that comes from God. And I want to tell you all something. That's not just good news for Moses and Elijah. That's good news for us today too. Because God is speaking to you, all of you, right now and he's going to keep speaking to you throughout Lent and up until Easter, and he's going to keep speaking to you after that, and he wants us to listen to the words of Christ, to hear the words of Jesus. There are many ways we can love God, but one of the main ways is to keep his commandments, to listen to him, to take what Jesus says at his word and to apply it to our lives. The Bible is the manual and Jesus is the model. That's our true and proper worship. And y'all, I really believe that just as Christ was transfigured on that mountain, I mentioned there's only one other time that word for transfigured appears in the Bible, and it's in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, which says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. There it is. By the renewal of your mind, by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I really believe that just as Christ was transformed on that mountain, God wants to do something in each of your lives. God wants to transform us and our minds so that he can put off our old way of thinking, the old man who used to be, and put on a new way of thinking. A new person with a new life and a new purpose. Even now, God is speaking to you. Are you listening? Let's pray.